welcome in. And thank you for joining us on this New Year's special edition. It's actually a, not even New Year's. What a day. Happy New Year's to everyone out there. It is Tuesday, January 4th of 2022. 2020, Do you guys find it is easier to transition from an odd year to an even year or an even year to an odd year when you're typing it out or writing it out? Things I never thought about for 400, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> I write the date a lot. I actually type it. I don't write anything ever. I type it a lot. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I was born in 1990. So I'm an even year guy. I can never. It takes me like four months into the year before I can, in my head, transition and type it out right. I'm like three days into 2022, already got it down. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, I've never thought about that either. Okay. I'm say. just I'm just letting everyone <laughs> out there know how crazy I'm I I'm not sure anyone out there has ever thought of it either. The, so. uh, the only thing I like is that Tuesday in February is uh, February, Tuesday, 2-2-22. So that's the... Cool. Oh God! That's the fanciness that's, that's this year. Cool. Oh wow! It's like when 2020 had all the fan, the nice holidays on like Friday, Saturday. Yeah, everything, I'm and then still COVID so mad about COVID because everything set up so good for the last two years and holidays and parties and all the fun stuff, and it ruined it. It ruined everything. Sick. Yeah, I hate it. Mm. I hate it. That is, of course, Nick Sopris talking in producer. There, I am Jared Hello. All, and joining us as well, Connor Holskamp. Oh, thank you. Thanks for that introduction, Jay. Of course, of yeah, course. How was your guys' I'm New glad Year's? I can join you. Did you guys uh did you guys do anything fun? Did did you no. first question, did you make it to New Year's? I made it to the London version of New Year's where uh, I think it's like five or six hours ahead. So I was officially asleep at about seven fifteen PM what hard on is the that, couch. Is that normal? For you? Uh, apparently, I don't know. I was watching Succession. <laughs> apparently, I don't really remember you <laughs> yeah. after about four yeah. o'clock. <laughs> a blackout past about five thirty-six. So it was, uh, it was nice. We had, uh, what did we eat? I don't even think we had Thai food. We had Thai food, and I had one glass of so wine. So you did like everything as mm. un-American as you could. Yeah, it was I guess awesome. it's not really an American thing, is it? No, we well, like I said, we saw the ball drop. <laughs> what an American thing of you to say! <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> that how American, so American of me to just assume uh, that only Americans celebrate. That. Yeah, the London one was hot. Tons, okay. of, tons of fireworks. I cool. I can handle all of about three minutes of Ryan Seacrest. Okay, so at, that is what I made it on there. I made it on eleven fifty eight. Turned it off at twelve oh one. I can't. He do looks it. like ass, doesn't he? You know, he uh, was, he looks tough. He was pretty hot in his more, day. Though, more man. stuff I haven't really thought about, to be honest. No, I mean, you can just... Like, that dude has some... He's like 40. I, I always make it to New Year's. Did Did you celebrate with Marley? Uh, yeah, so I actually went... Uh, a couple of us went to Blackhawk during the day. With your nine-year-old? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Okay. Not with my nine-year-old. Okay. Uh, we went to Blackhawk. <laughs> Is that frowned upon? I think so. Yeah, actually, I don't think you could do it. Like, you couldn't actually go to a table and gamble. So, uh, we, we we lost some money. A lot of fun. Uh, then we came back. Was it a lot of fun if you yeah, lost money? No. <laughs> but uh, we were driving back, and uh, as we all know, the first snow of the year, of the mm. winter season hit. And so, the drive back took us about three hours. Yeah. It was, was awful. It that was, wasn't just a little dusting either. That was... It came down in buckets for a Oh, yeah. Bit. It was terrible. So, then I got back. I uh, just uh, right about time for dinner and uh, watched a couple movies with with my daughter. Oh, what did we watch? Let's see, we watched Captain Marvel and Iron Man One. The 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 OG the Iron only Man. good Iron Man, in yeah. my opinion. You think so? Uh, Iron Man and uh, let's see what other ones. Iron Man's the and the Avengers movies is what made me like get off of Marvel because it's the same 
freaking plot and storyline to every one. You just interchange a few people. No, in a few I never say that about the Avengers. I never got They're into terrible. it. I, it's not. Oh, it's on. not from a dislike. Um, it's just so many movies. I know. You know, it's a ton. I don't I, know. I, I hear that, but uh, I just I, I can't believe you said that about the the Avengers are like, in my opinion, the the best movies that they literally have, like by two a or three shot. of the, the Avengers Redemption fight movie. each other within <laughs> yes. the movie. That's like part one of your key plot points is two or three of them have to be going against each other yep. for a while. Smart. Then there's a coming together moment where then those two become best friends moving forward, and it's a key part. Mm. And then they end up just barely as like the whole world is about to collapse in on itself. Sweet. Yeah, I guess all that. Sweet. I guess all that box office success means everyone agreed with you. Oh wow! So yeah. is that your stat of the week? <laughs> no. <Yeah>. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm getting saucy. Today. Okay, actually, here's where Nick here's was stirring where, me up before the show. Yeah, if awesome. we want to be truly honest, where I got frustrated with the Avengers movies is there. Like like Nick said, there's so many. And during mm. COVID, I tried to commit. Okay, first time around, I quit after Iron Man three. This time, I was like, nope, I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna watch all the way through. And then I got to Wait, all the way through all Marvel, all Marvel okay. movies, yeah. like God, in, in order of that's, when that's they what came me out. and Marley are doing now. That's right. Is she like and so yeah. I made it to where I don't know which one comes first, Ant-Man or Doctor Strange, whichever one <laughs> comes first. And I was like, I can't. I just can't. I got to start skipping some of these movies, man, because there's just too many and I'm over it. And I skipped to, to Black Panther and like one or two others. And then I tried to watch the last two Avengers movies. And I was so freaking lost. And as it turns out, apparently Ant-Man and Doctor Strange are like the two key <laughs> movies of the series. Oh. And why? Why? You have three Iron Man movies. You have however many Spider-Man movies and all these other ones. Why was Ant-Man and Doctor Strange the key movies to watch? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Yeah, but, but Ant-Man? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like you could probably watch uh, all the Avengers movies without ever seeing a Marvel movie. No, and still catch no, on. I was so lost because you don't know anything about the stones and the everything going on. And why does he need this? And how does he know that? And who the hell is this guy? You okay. know? All right. Okay. Wow. Right. Wow. Not a Marvel fan. All right. Last Marvel thing I'll say, if you haven't watched it. One Marvel that I think is fantastic is actually the Netflix show Jessica Jones. You should you should check it out okay. if you okay. have. What is the best Marvel movie? The best Marvel movie? Hmm, I'll probably have to go. I, I mean, game. I'm going to go Avengers. I'm going to go okay. the, the Avengers. Okay. The original Avengers was okay. I'd say the third one. Oh wow! How many are there? Avengers four? Three. There's three. Okay, so that's like the end. I'm going to go. Think it's the end. I'm going to say gonna come out with another one. One of the. I, I believe, oh, of course but. they are. Of course they are. Uh, actually, my favorite, probably watching all the way all, all of the ones that I did was Black Panther. I thought it was a good. That's movie. a good one too. It's a. It's, it's, a, it's a little one. bit different. It's, it gives a little bit of a different take on it. Okay. I guess we got to talk some sports. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here, right? Yeah, it is. It allegedly. is. Allegedly. 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 Nick's got his Broncos hat on. How does it feel to put shit on your head? Yeah, you're really uh, <laughs> wow. brave. You are brave <laughs> coming in with that hat I'll support. Today. I'll support. I'm I can be kidding. unhappy. I'm, I'm like teasing. an unhappy dad who catches his kid drinking at like 16. Like, that's a, that's I'm happy good. for you. I hope you had fun. I'm upset. Good. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. I can't wait till you're a parent. This is going to be that. fun. Not today. Don't do that. Kayla, if you're listening out there, we all can't wait. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Well, the Broncos, I think, were officially eliminated. Thank God. Um, although Connor, I tried to follow along with everything you said need to happen. Yeah, I don't think. I know. I thought of you too. Did, did any of it happen? Did most <laughs> yeah. of it happen? I mean, forget the Broncos losing. Had they won, would they still have had a chance? No, or did literally so? anything happen? Anything happen? No. Were you guys in any fantasy football matchups, or were you guys done? Our season, season was over. 
Uh, yeah, all my seasons were done. So I, I have a bad situation I'm in that right now, guys. So I have a I have a league that goes all the way through the 18 weeks. That's what you're saying, yeah. I no, this is a different one than that. This okay. is a playoff one. How right? many leagues are you in? Three. Oh, three. Yikes. So in this playoff league, next week, week 18, I face off against my wife. Ooh, it's awesome. Ah, uh, ah, uh, dude, I'm I'm terrified right now. I'm like, she's coming on strong. Like if I lose to my wife. Is that for first? This is for the championship. This wow. is for it. This is for like 400 bucks, man. <laughs> so, so it's got to come together. It's got to really come isn't together. That, isn't that a good thing at the end of the day? Because either way, you're 400 bucks richer. Well, Connor, you're not married. Okay. And, yeah, Connor, uh, how would you understand? <laughs> I wish I wish that it was. Okay, here's the worst part is I put all the money in for both of us. Oh, man. But if she wins... You'd be damn sure she's taking her own winnings and well, spending it on here, something here's for the herself. Twist. It's already spent. You know what I mean? So she needs the dub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. She's going to yeah. spend it either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, the Broncos were eliminated in, in bad fashion. Now, I will give them this. They were they had a very depleted roster, particularly that offense, uh, the receiving core. I looked at the stars. I'm like, what? Why is Kendall Hinton starting? Yeah, and yeah. that's where they were. That's where he was the number Missing two a tackle. receiver. Don't care. Yeah, everybody's out. Everybody yeah. with every team is out. It's literally no excuse. It's true. No. Yeah. So hey, we, when you're right, you're right. Hmm. I don't give it to you very often, but that's fair. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week uh, on whether we thought the coaching staff would make it through the end of the year. I will revisit that question. Does anyone get fired between now and their last game Sunday? No. No. Oh, no. No. It would have happened already. I feel like. Yep. I, no, I agree. I, I I feel like we've kind of all been on board with this whole time that it's not going to happen this entire season. Like, that's what we keep kind of saying, you know, no matter what. Just And maybe it's just every week, there's these awful showings. I'm like, okay, they're, God, they're so definitely making brutal. There it is. They're definitely making a move. Well, um, it, it, he's not even going to get fired after this year. Just ask Vic Fangio. <laughs> well, he absolutely <laughs> deserves to get. Yeah, I, I no, mean. I'll just say, just ask him. It's, uh, according to what he says, he's back next year. So. Of course, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? Obviously. <laughs> it, it is funny. He he threw Pat Shermer under the bus very publicly. As you should. <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was great. But uh, Vic, you notice that about Vic Fangio and his press conferences? He does not shy away from throwing people just right under that That's bus. That's old school. That is that is Vic Fangio in a nutshell. You know, and like, there's a certain sense where like I appreciate a coach not just giving me coach speak and like defending every player every time and like these are professional athletes so like i'm i'm not i don't have a problem with with a guy throwing a guy into the bus but take your lumps too you know i think you gotta you gotta start with taking your accountability and the things you didn't do right as a coach and also these other things didn't happen but it seems like he's always just deflecting when it happens rather than taking any accountability. well that's the benefit of just calling plays for the d is you you take no responsibility for I would say possibly the most boring season of Bronco football I've ever Ooh, seen. That's saying something. Okay. That I, is saying I have, something. I have heard a, this brought up in different social media things. I guess you don't hear it. I see it on social you media read things. It. Read it. Uh, but also heard other local media talking about the idea of, well, maybe you do keep, keep Vic Fangio because the defense is playing so good and you just bring in this hot shot offensive coordinator and get them calling the plays. Ah, Pass. Woof. <laughs> Nick's favorite line. I was saying it. I was saying it yesterday or last week. Excuse me. They could maybe do it. I mean, he's he's solid on D. But I just you, you hate the way he leads. You hate the way he he responds to questions. You hate. I I personally hate the body language more than anything. I think that says a lot. So I see it more than anything. It's the decision making. The the inability to make 
crunch decisions in a game situation. It's over and over and over again. The challenge was so bad. He's making such bad decisions. Like, if it was just the fact that the offense couldn't produce... I'd be into the the potential idea, but it, it goes so beyond that. This isn't a poorly coached no, team. It, I mean, here, here, the bottom line at the end of the day, right? Uh, Vic's three years here in Denver has more losses than any other three year point in in Broncos Only history. Because and that Josh includes Daniels no, and, and that includes. Years. I mean, the Broncos were really bad for like forty years before you know before Pat Bowling came in, and uh, they were really really bad. So it's actually. It really is saying something. When you say that Vic Fangio has a worse record in his three years than any other coach in the history of Broncos football, that is really, truly saying something. What was their record last year? Was it 6-10 and 10 or 5-11? and 11? I believe it was 5-11. and 11. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Because they're sitting right Could now. Wrong. If Hit this us up was... on Twitter at Red Rock Sports 1 if uh, Nick's wrong. Yeah. Not me, of course. We're fully on Nick <laughs> on this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, if, if we're looking at this as a 16-week season, the Broncos are 7-9, and nine, would, would have ended the season at 7-9. and nine. So, yeah, improvement. I guess. Uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, too, the other thing is you look, is the defense really that good? I mean, don't get me wrong. I will say that Vic Fangio has absolutely proven over his 30, 40-year career, whatever it is, he has definitely proven that he knows defense he's 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 good as a defensive coach and it's not like our defense is bad at all like you know they're really good in scoring defense which i guess that's what matters at the end of the day but um they're also giving up really long drives we're we're near the bottom the broncos are near the bottom of the league in terms of um how many yards they're giving up. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're giving up these really long drives. Their third down percentage has been atrocious actually in the, in the past few weeks, right? Our defense is, is kind of crumbling when it, when it matters the most. And so they're getting these really long drives and then scoring. And then what's happening is our offense just can't put it in the end zone. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that Connor, uh, last week we were, uh, well, I I shouldn't throw you guys the bus. I was critical of the uh, management here at Woos Media. <laughs> uh, by the way, guys, this is a Woos Media podcast. If you guys haven't already, go find other Woos Media podcasts. There's great shows out there. You can find them woosmedia.com, W-O-O-Z-E media.com, or just search Woos Media on your podcast player. You'll find all sorts of different kinds of uh, mostly sports shows, sports betting, college football, anything you want. Uh, I was critical last week, and uh, you know what I'm learning about Woos Media? They're not very fond of their podcast hosts being critical of them, so guess what (laughs) I have? I have Pro Football Focus access now, folks. That's right, and not going to lie. I've had this at my fingertips for a few days, and I see why this was never given to me before. (laughs) I think this is too dangerous. I think it's too much power and information for me to have at my my disposal i don't think i can handle it but we all respect pro football focus right we 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 tend to reference them we talk a lot about their player grades and i think they're pretty unanimously respected within the football the nfl community but i would say on this podcast i don't want to speak for you guys but i think we all respect them i I mean their metrics are even included in player contract stipulations and stuff so clearly the league respects it as well i mean they literally put in you get certain grades from pro football focus you make more money i mean so Team grades, okay? Team grades. Something I've not ever looked at a ton, but just on the surface, this is not diving as deep as you can go, and we have the ability to get there if we want to, thanks to the Woos Media folks. Uh, Offensive rank for the Broncos? Offense, 19th. Sounds about right. Maybe a little high even or what I would have assumed. Well, they're 19th in scoring right now, so I mean... 
Defensive rank. 25th. Ooh. According to Pro Football Focus. And it's not just that they're, you know, overall, and maybe, you know, a lot of times that can be skewed by, by one, one or well, the they're, other. They're near the bottom of the league in turnovers. They have 19 turnovers, I believe, forced in 16 games. Uh, that, that ranks near the bottom of the league. Like I said, they give up a lot of yards. I, I don't know if I... They're, that's, that's surprising to me. Isn't that, that is a little shocking. I would not have put them at 25th. And 18th in run defense... They are, let's see here, in coverage, they are 21st. I mean, you can pretty much go across the board. They don't rank high in just about any of the advanced statistics that you, you pull from pro football focus. And from from week to week, it, you know, it's... It's, it, it's pretty apparent, you know, when they're playing crappy teams, which that does get factored in. I, I know that's one thing when it comes to pro football focus grades. It does factor in your opponent, who you're playing. But anytime they've come up against any good competition, they crumble. It's bad. It's bad. So I was really kind of taken back by that. And and as a guy that I'm honestly not a big, you know, not, not that I'm not a believer in analytics. I absolutely believe in analytics. I'm just not smart enough for them most of the time. So I kind of tend to do the eye test and what I see. And and it, it didn't really jive necessarily when you see a lot of things but Connie you brought up some points and I and I think you hit on a few things the kind of bend don't break nature of this Broncos defense sure on the scoreboard when it's all said and done that's what you're going for right you want to let up less points than the other team right and that and that's how you win the game but on a week Hot in take. and week out right but <laughs> when when you go over an 18 week season when you're trying to grade out a defense and just how good Vic Fangio's defense is you know, this is saying they're one of the bottom six, seven teams in the league. It's crazy. With, with the exception of the point score, that is their one saving grace. Right. Third best in regards to point points allowed with 294. Other than that, there's really not much to point to. And again, let's reflect beginning of the season. First four teams, complete garbage. They looked hot. Everyone was excited. And, and let me let me just say this too. So like last year, obviously the offense put the defense in terrible situations led by drew lock throwing what the leading the league in picks with 14 or whatever, right? This season. Now the offense has been bad. Don't get me wrong, but, but here, here's a, here's a couple points. The Broncos opponents are averaging the 26 yard line for their starting drive. The Broncos are near the bottom of the league in terms of offensive turnovers. So that's good. I mean, they're, they're like, oh, I guess yeah. whatever you want to put it, they have they're the fewest. The, the fewest, yeah. Right. Fewest, one of the they're, fewest. They're, they're among the, the league leaders in terms of fewest turnovers. Uh, they're, they're, they're giving the ball. Their, their yards are actually not even that bad. If you go look at the offensive yards per game, I'd be curious to see what that is, but it's, it's not, not as bad as you might think. Um, and, and hey, here's another thing, too. The, the Broncos are among, you know, I, 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 don't, I haven't looked in a, in a few weeks, but they're definitely in the top 10 in terms of time of possession on offense. So they're kind of doing the blueprint that was set out at the beginning of this year, right? And it's I like, just take care of the football and be conservative. And this defense is going to be good enough to win you games. But it's not really working out that way, it, even though you were kind of seeing yeah. the, the game. Plan. In a full circle way of getting back to you know the coaching staff and, and Vic Fangio particularly, it's like he was given the pieces that... Uh, George Payton felt like he needed and and you know Teddy Bridgewater was sort of their guy they pegged as this guy that could come in and not lose you games and and be that safe smart quarterback and they they played in the model that I think Vic Fangio wanted to play in mm-hmm. 
and they failed. I think that in itself is enough reason why you have to move on from Vic Fangio because oh, this is what he wants. This is how he wants his team to be built, and they still failed. They failed, and as you mentioned just a second ago, uh, so much of this season was was having so many opportunities to have a big game and just every one. Every game that mattered. Without fail, like every single time that you lined up and said, wow, this would be a really huge win for this Broncos team. And they lost it. With the exception, I will give them one exception, the Dallas Cowboys game. But I wouldn't even put that in terms of on the level of big wins, right? Like, you kind of go into that game not thinking, wow, this would be huge. Instead, you're going into that game thinking, like, well, they're going to lose. That's where we but thought that's the okay. wheels were going to fall off, But that's right? okay. They can actually lose this game and still be all right. I'm, I'm thinking more of the uh, the Eagles game, the, the Cincinnati Bengals game, the Raiders at home, right? The Raiders on the road. Uh, it's just uh, the Chargers just this last weekend, obviously. Philly. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I said the, the Eagles game. Oh, you and, did. Sorry. And so it's just these mo- – I mean, I think that defines this season for me, for the Broncos, is every time they had this chance to just kind of step up and say, hey, we're here and we're going to actually compete this year, like all those moments – they just crumbled. And not only were they losses, they were just heartbreaking ways that you were going. Again, the Eagles game is what I always point to. That fourth and two, they decide to go for it. They give it to Melvin Gordon, fumble, Darius Slay, picks it up, 70-yard tutty. I mean, it's just predictable. If Teddy Bridgewater makes that tackle. If he attempts the is tackle. The, is the season totally turned around after that? Oh, get no, but right. that well, game. Look at I see what you're trying to <laughs> no, do. No, but that here, game Jared. is totally different. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do, Jared. I don't appreciate hey, it. They it would, good up it would be eliminated. Mm. Right now, it would not. We could be get one more run through of Connor's things that could happen for the Broncos to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. Now that list is zero, so <laughs> that's easy. It makes our job easy. That's true. Yeah. Now, I will just want to. I, I just want to clarify when I was talking about the the offense in a way, like I was kind of making a weird, you know, uh, around the uh, what do you call it? like a beating around the bush way of saying, oh, maybe the offense is kind of doing what. Like, okay, let's let's not get it twisted here. The offense didn't do their job. <laughs> they didn't do their job because the job is to score more points, and they didn't do that. So, so I just want to clarify. I'm not saying that the offense like did their job and the defense just failed them or whatever. I'm just saying that, in a way, this defense wasn't quite as good as like you know people because people that that's what Vic Hings has had on right. That that was my whole point. It's it's what Vic Hings has had on, and I don't really think he had it this year. I, I don't right. think that it that the stats of scoring tell the whole story with that defense. And that's one of the reasons I really like pro football focus and any of the kind of advanced analytical statistics, because if you're picking and choosing what stats you want to look at, you will always be able to find the point you're looking to prove. Correct. Right, Right, Connor. And that's where I think that's how stats work. (laughs) I think when you in, you know, kind of encompass everything into a, a grade that is, uh, you know, accounting for several different stats. I think that really helps to give a more accurate representation of what you're seeing. And what what we see is is not, in my mind, far off from where they are. They're overall 21st ranked. They're the 19th ranked offense, the 25th ranked defense, and the one I will probably question the most is these 18th ranked special teams unit. <laughs> Seriously, I'd have to uh, know Brutal. what goes into that analytics. Uh, not really sure about that. So, with that all being said, uh, according to Tankathon.com, which I know is a is a commonly used uh, site for looking at the projected draft order, uh, the Denver Broncos are slated in at. 11th right now Mm. um there are one two three four teams that are seven and nine 
There are an additional three teams at eight and eight. So, you know, the Broncos winning could potentially, and obviously there's tiebreakers and the things going that that could push them a ways down there. Uh, and then there are another three teams at six and 10. So kind of depending on how things all shake out, they're going to be somewhere in, I think that probably eight to 12, eight to 13 range. Um, maybe they move drastically beyond that. I don't know. These snares get so weird and crazy. I, I can't even try to keep up with them. So Broncos are drafting 11 If in, in this scenario. What did they draft? Last year, nine, ten? Uh, t- ninth. It was ninth. Yep. There you go. You were getting ready to say something, Connor? No, 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 no. I, I, I had I had something else from Pro Football Focus, but I'll, I'll find a spot to put it in there. You'll find, it. You'll find your way. I know you will. I know you will. So isn't it kind of interesting, even with a 7-9 season right now, if, if we were looking at a 16-game season, which is what we've seen for 40 years, 50 years prior to this year, uh, the Broncos would end 7-9, a couple of games up where they were last year, but yet basically slotted right in the same spot, sitting at 11, and kind of a funky spot to be in for the Broncos. I think it's a better spot than you know what I would think from a, a close to 500 team, yep. but uh, man, it'd be nice to be up in that top five, top 10 right now. This is what happens when you play for meaningful games and you never show up and you're you're staring down the barrel pretty much the same same story different year what is it same story different chapter feels like feels that way for sure good one good one (laughs) as we get closer and closer to the draft i want to do some fun things and kind of projecting and and doing some overs and over unders on some of these like you know how many quarterbacks and how many different things so that'll be a fun thing that we'll do coming up also going coming out of next week okay after this week when we go into next week's episode we'll have obviously the playoffs fully slotted so what we're going to do is we're going to transition our red rock weekly draft that we do every week uh, typically related specifically to the broncos and we're going to kind of convert that into a super bowl draft and we're going to each get i think two picks of who's going to win the super bowl and we're going to base our draft order on the who won the, the regular season. And Soaps, my friend, you locked it up. You're, you're the winner. You're Love the number that. one seed. Okay, Love so that. you will get that first pick when that comes. Mm. You have mm. six victories on the year. Is that good? It's good. It's pretty it's good. It's good. Yeah. I hate that. You are two ahead. Two of them you didn't even pick. So well, I, I texted I texted Tyler. He yeah, knew. right. <laughs> and we talked about it. He doesn't even deserve it. So actually, we actually like real real. Oh, oh, I can talk. Realistically, all picked four, right, is what you're telling me, and then Tyler just cheated for you? Yeah, mm. that's how I look at it. Tyler's got so much more pull at Woo's Media than any of us. Yeah, it was awesome. What the hell is that about, man? I pulled some strings. It's probably because he doesn't complain about Woo's Media on every or episode. PFF, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. probably what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I have been known from former employers to be that guy. I'm that guy. I always have to get That's why you own your own business. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, if, if we're being honest, that's legitimately why I own my own business. Couldn't take it anymore. Couldn't do it. Um, so last week... I did win. Uh, I, that took me to four. What we what we drafted on was the total points allowed, and I went high. I did not go high enough, but I said 24 points. The Broncos let up 34 points on the game, so that's bad. That's not good, okay? It's not good. And uh, you guys were, were way more optimistic than, than I was. So I just went with the average. Again, that puts Soaps <laughs> in first place at six. Connor and I trailing with four. 
So I Connor, should have known that it was a big game for the Broncos. So, I know. So expect, I know. expect, expect the, the worst. worst. <laughs> yeah. um, so Same Connor, because you were literally half, you, you guessed half the score at 17. Pathetic. Uh, you're going to get to pick first. Then Soaps will get a pick second here, and I will go last this week. And you know what? what? I would like to go last. You would like to. I go would last? like to go last. Okay, I, will, I suppose you reserve the right to choose Whatever, to go man. last. Yeah, well, because see, yeah, you're right. You're right. Only because yeah. you know what the audience I know what, does. I, I know what the 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 trick is here. So let's okay. go. So what we are going to draft on is uh, going to be very specific to the scenario that the Broncos are in this week. It's the last game of the season. There's absolutely nothing for the Broncos to play for. So what we want to know is how many no-shows will be Ooh, at Saturday's tough. game, okay? For a little bit of a frame of reference, because not too many people on a regular basis pay attention to how many people don't show up to the game. So the capacity at uh, Empower Field, at my I still want to go Sports Authority. Still want to go Sports Authority. Well, you Sounds can better. Empower Field <laughs> at Mile High. Capacity is 76,125, Okay. Um, the literally the only frame of reference I could find was the Washington football game. The fo- Washington football team when they came to Denver this year, there were eleven thousand seven hundred and fifty-five no shows. Okay, so that's kind of your your reference point. So you can gauge how many you think will not show up based off of that. Okay, so if Connor's gonna go last, I suppose I will give you the option soaps too. I'm happy to. I won. Do you want to go first? Yeah, or do you I'll go, go first. Okay, yeah. you go first. Are, are we doing like a, just an arbitrary number? Uh, it has to be a specific number, but we will go whoever's closest. Without going over, like Price is Right, or what's the plan? No, just whoever's closest. Nah, okay. Closest right. to the hole. Yeah. Uh, smart. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, Pat Mahomes is there. Everybody wants to see Baby Goat. Minus 11,000. Take down that plus 200. Oh, Jesus. 60, I'm going to say 62,502 well, so how many no total shows? fans. So what would that be? Here, what did you just say? Oh, 62,502 fans because I will be there with a friend. <laughs> oh, we'll have to meet up. I'll be yeah. there too. Six, what did you just say? 62,500. And two. And two. Okay. Why are making us do math? Why can't you just answer the question in okay. no shows? That is 13,623 no shows. Love that. Okay. I had already, because I'm not a cheater like Connor who needs to hear everyone's numbers. I know. Numbers. It's pathetic, man. I already wrote mine down before the show even started. Okay. Good. The number of no shows. Say 30,000. Do it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be no? No, it that would be, be sad. It'd be embarrassing. That would and be we'd sad. be the jam. A lot of a lot of Chiefs fans, I bet, on Sunday or Saturday. Fourteen thousand two hundred and sixty-nine wow. no shows. Smart. Yes. Mm. Smart. All right, I'm going to go thirteen thousand six hundred twenty-two. Mm. How did you How did you get there, Connor? Uh, I took one less than you did, so that way I have. <laughs> 13,600. I don't know 13, that I like your strategy, though. You don't think... 620. He does not, correct. He does not think. You, you don't think more than <laughs> 2,000 extra fans will not show up compared to the Washington God, football Connor, game? What a bad take. No, because I actually think that uh, what's going to end up happening is a lot of Chiefs fans are going to go get tickets for face value or cheaper, and they're going to end up going. One thing to, to be considered, and, and maybe I should have mentioned this beforehand, but the uh, Chiefs do absolutely still have something to play for, right? They, Correct. Oh, they yeah. can still be the number one seat. Yep. It's going to be packed in red on Saturday. See, here, here is I actually went into this wanting oh, no. to pick one number over whatever you guys did, but you both went a little high for my liking, so I decided to go under. 
Okay. Yeah. Connor, there we are. Connor thinks he's smarter. There than it us. is. Okay. Okay. It's really sad. Uh, did you guys catch the Antonio Brown? Yeah. Drama? Who didn't is probably the question. It's, that was wild. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Was Ripping off his shirt. Awesomely leaving. wild. Okay. Have they come out with any details of like, okay, yes. uh, there was obviously a conversation had on the sidelines. I didn't see it. I haven't seen any footage of that. What what happened there? So I think, I I, I don't know. Maybe Nick can answer more. I, I did see something that said that Antonio Brown was upset that he wasn't getting uh, enough snap count when he was like 55 yards and it's a, like eight catches, a handful, like eight catches, 55 yards short of of hitting a mark on his contract to make more money. Yeah, it's it, it's like two it's like a two-sided story. One is that he had an ankle injury and they kept trying to throw him back in and then the other half of it is the incentive portion, which I think was like 333 333k or something like that where if you needed it, but yeah, that was wild. <laughs> I have no other words to say. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. No, that, that was uh, interesting. And then he was spotted. Uh, I mean, I know there was like video footage of him in an Uber or whatever. Then he went to the Nets game. I mean, he's living the Antonio Brown life again, right? My God. I think this is what he wanted all along. Well, at least since Vontez Perfect ruined his world. Yeah, so, I don't know. Definitely I, was when he <laughs> captured I, I don't know if you can capture if, it. If, uh-huh. if I'm if I'm. I just have seen too many people go right to that. And I, I'm sorry. This guy was drafted in whatever round he was, was like round, right? for a reason. I mean, this is one of the most talented players in the NFL. He was a head case from the very start. I just think it's too cheap to take that. as like, oh, he got this big hit. That's when it happened right there. Maybe he does have some stuff going on. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to sit here and and say one way or the other but i just think that's such a cheap thing to go oh that must be when it was i don't know it certainly seemed like that's when it was yeah, it, it, it <laughs> no does, i think he thought he like had it. the world by the balls and he could do whatever he wanted and then the, the the pittsburgh steelers called him on it and then he went to another team and they called him on it then he went to another team and they called him on it and i think he just doesn't get it i think he's got that that na- in his nature that he can do whatever the hell he wants yeah and i think he's gotten sued or at least in trouble twice. I think once was for he hired painters to paint his house and didn't paint him and told him to F off. And then it was, I can't remember the other incident, but it was something very similar to doing a, a, a task for him that he didn't want to pay. Pretty crazy. Okay. Is he the biggest diva ever in no. sports? Who do you oh, got? Wow. My immediate answer is Terrell Owens. Yeah, that's, I will that's never, the one that just comes to the head, Yeah, right? the, the immediate one that's is Terrell Owens. Do you guys just, think Owens was worse than him? I don't think I've ever seen Antonio Did Brown T.O. doing ever, sit-ups in his, in his uh, garage. I've also never seen Terrell Owens rip his shirt off and walk <laughs> off. I was going to say, did he so. ever quit on a team <laughs> mid-game? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about it. Deion Sanders also comes to mind immediately. But yeah, was but really, Deion really good. was good. Yeah, he deserved Not that it. Antonio Brown wasn't good. I, I, Deion like, won one. You know what I mean? The Steelers are really good, but... You know, another one that comes to mind, even though I really, really like this guy, is uh, Allen Iverson. Okay. Was a, was a bit of that. And maybe Diva's not the right on. word, because like, I think Dion, Allen Iverson, are, and even T.O. are more Diva, like maybe crazy in the head. Like, has there ever been a <laughs> oh crazier guy? The, the one that yeah, came cra- to mind for uh, yes. me that I wrote down is Ron Artest. Raw. Uh-huh. Oh, what about Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. <laughs> okay, I think we might be onto something. Uh, I, I think and, and the, you say crazy, and then I start thinking the one, and you you say Mike Tyson, and I think boxing, and that's one of the things I've seen on Twitter. Just everybody like, okay, so before the end of twenty twenty two, one of the uh, Paul brothers is gonna 
is going to fight Antonio Brown, right? Yeah, I saw that's that just, too. That's going to happen. Like that. That's how he's going to make his money from now on. He's just going to be a celebrity boxer or celebrity something. And frankly, if he was smart, if Antonio Brown was smart, he would never try to play football again because A, Could the NFL doesn't again? want you. And I don't think it, uh, somebody would sign him. I guarantee you somebody will sign him if he wants to come back. It's not going to be at any significant deal. It's all going to be incentive-based. He could be a celebrity. That's all he needs to be. People want they gravitate towards his crazy, man. Maybe, maybe, drop, you, maybe drop another uh, rap, rap song. He'd be one of those guys that if Donald Trump was still doing The Apprentice, I could definitely see him being on The Apprentice talking business. Oh, talking yeah. business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he'll, he'll probably end up on The Bachelor or something oh, like don't that. Do Bachelorette. That. Oh, man. All right. Can we get off the Broncos? Is it time? Yeah. Yeah. Is it time? Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 move on. Okay. So especially because I know Nick just wants to roast me about the, the Well, I was I was waiting for that. He's I mean my, my last little thing was I did want to play a clip. Connor, just <laughs> a friendly reminder. I know that we had talked about Locke. He had a good game. If we're talking about QBR, Drew Locke had a better QBR than Herbert. So Whoa. I know I know Connor's a big stats guy, but this is Connor. Here we go. I would rather the Broncos have some, you know, some excitement. Hey, maybe Drew can actually be the guy. So, yeah, I, I would rather. I would rather us have started Drew. I, I think I've actually. Oh, no, don't, I, don't twist it. I think I've laid down my, my point many times. I, I, I think so. I mean, I, I know that Jerry's been on the same page as me on this this whole time that I really think that. And hey, look at the end result. Like, I think it, if anything, it's proved me correct. Like, oh, no. we're not going oh, anywhere God. with Teddy Bridgewater. You weren't. You, I'm sorry, but you weren't going anywhere with Teddy Bridgewater. You literally might as well throw out the kid and see what happens. The, the numbers that the numbers that I'm going to say are incorrect. But you had said something at the beginning of the year that with Teddy Bridgewater, the Broncos can win. And again, the numbers are off. But you were like, with Teddy, the Broncos can win anywhere from like five to nine games. And with Locke five to 12. Games. Yeah, I was, I was so I actually said with Teddy Bridgewater, it was like anywhere between seven and nine games. And with 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 Drew Locke, it was like anywhere between four and 12 games. Oh, so like a much wider range. Like we could have won maybe four games with Drew Locke or we could have maybe won 12 games. I just I felt like there was a more of an unknown. Right. Whereas I just I felt like we knew Teddy Bridgewater. And I honestly, if I'm being honest here, I, I truly believe now that this played out to exactly prove what Darren oh and I were God. saying correct. Please. No. So Locke, Locke, <laughs> is, Locke last week, 18 for 25, 245 yards, one tutty, 116.3 QBR rating. Where was rating. that 245 last week? Right. Damn it. Herbert, know, right? 22 for 31, 237, two tutties, 114.6. So I want to be careful with my words because obviously you guys are going to clip this. Correct. And <laughs> correct. hold me to Producer it, Nick over here. Loves correct. It. Uh -huh. I, I think Connor was right. No. I mean, I do because... the Nope. It, it, I refuse. It, I mean, it's exactly played out how we... They are who we thought they were. Damn it. And it's exactly what we, we expected to happen and it's where we're sitting here. Now, I'm glad that even with a 7-9 record, we have a chance to be in the top 10 of the NFL draft that's great, but we all knew the Broncos weren't going to be a playoff team with Teddy Bridgewater. Are we sure we knew that? Because four games I into did. the season, that was our prediction. We, we had, we had uh, a, a conversation about how Teddy Bridgewater was leading the league in accuracy, 
uh, his yards per game was top 10, this and that. I mean, let's not forget where the you two there, were the at. The hype was there. The hype was there. The hype was there after after three games. But, I mean, we, you know, but we, we did temper it a little bit and said, hey, look, like, they're probably going to come back there down There was to a point, point in the middle of this season. Yeah, we were excited. I was excited. I'll speak for myself. I was excited after three games. I, I was like, willies. Hey, Think for, about for those who have been listening to us since the beginning of this season, there was a couple episodes where Tyler Walgy had filled in as a producer, and he gave a few opinions on one Teddy Bridgewater that – I had to hold him to as well. Teddy Bridgewater is a good, almost, uh, uh, he's almost below average. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. My That's favorite hot right there. That is my yeah. favorite. He's good. Almost below average. Almost below <laughs> average. Almost below average. Um, you know, I mean, we, Tyler was hot. He was high on Teddy going into the year. And, uh, hey, well, and you know what? That clip, which is the best clip. <laughs> I mean, that clip is awesome, but if, you, if we do a little more searching, there's some pretty serious claims that Tyler was making on Teddy Bridgewater's behalf, talking about how Teddy Bridgewater is going to win us 11 games. And, and then that's when I snapped back and said, if we win 11 games, I'm going to get a tattoo of Teddy two gloves on my butt. This happened. Um, yeah, I did. can confirm. This happened. <laughs> and so, and so uh, you know, it, it, I, hey, you said it right. The Broncos are who they thought they were. I think, you know what? I, I look at Drew Locke. Uh, Jared talks about the eye test a lot, right? And I'm, you know, I'm more, Not I, I bring an in analytics guy. a little bit more, right? I, I, I tend to like lean a little bit more on analytics, but Nick yep. kind of gave you the analytics of, of Drew Locke. He was 72% completion rate. Uh, that has to rank in the upper oh. echelon. And to, no, don't, no, no, no. Don't term, go. You don't there. know what I'm going to say? I know, but it, it, the audience and myself feel like we know. Okay. It has to rank in the upper echelon in terms of yards passing this year for the Broncos that has to rank in the, the upper portion of, of games. I, I maybe producer Nick can, yeah, can call me out if I'm I'll wrong. See, he's doing that because he just wants to call me out if I'm wrong <laughs> on that. Uh, Notice how much more aggressively he goes. For uh, you, can hear the timing, uh, yeah. you know, it was, it was, it was drew locks, you know, third highest quarterback rating of his career. Um, he didn't, he didn't do it. Those drew lock interception things. Right. But I'm, I say this all to say to say this. There's two things that I feel like we pretty much know now at this point. One, Drew Locke is not a great quarterback. He's he he doesn't seem to have you know what I mean. Like if there's ever a moment for Drew Locke to just like come in and like prove that hey I can still be the guy, it was this last couple of weeks. And he didn't do that. He played played all right. He played competent, right? But I will say this: the eye test that Jared always talks about. The last two weeks of, of the passing game, the eye test looks a lot better. Connor, you got to stop this. This is why we tell you you're a Drew Locke apologist because Correct. you always have some justification. We're like, well, I don't think this, but actually, he was pretty good. <laughs> he was actually pretty but I don't think he's pretty good. But he was actually pretty good. No, 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 no he no, no. was not. No, no, I, just, garbage, hang on. I said the eye garbage. test. All garbage. Oh, yeah, all garbage. I was saying the eye test but shows this is, to be a more exciting you, offense Connor, than, than with Teddy. I say you, but what I really mean is Half of Broncos fans out there. This is what they do. They justify. Well, seventy-two percent. Well, it was the most yards they well, threw in a Teddy game. Does. Okay, they so were getting their asses kicked. Of course, he had to throw the ball. A lot. Ign- ignoring he threw twenty-five times. That's not even a lot of throws. It's too many. It's about twenty too many for our boy Drew. <laughs> so ignoring the Lions game, right? Which we can all agree they played well. Detroit sucks. That we're, was the anomaly. Correct. So nine against KC. Seven. Wait, and again, what, I'm including. What are you talking about nine. What? Hang on. Points scored. Oh, Points okay. scored, and, yeah. and including Teddy. Ignoring the Lions game, nine against KC, 10 against Cincy, 13 against Las Vegas, and 13. So 26, 36, 45 points scored in four games. 
meaningful games. Oh, yeah, bad. You know what I mean? Bad. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, when I say that the eye test made it look like he seemed to have a better... The eye test was better than what I said with Drew, than with Teddy, but we got to understand that bar is so low. Like, it has been a... It's like watching paint dry, this offense. You know I mean? At least the running game showed up a little bit this week. I mean, we had more than... What do we have? 18 rushing yards and Drew Locke had 10 of those uh, two weeks ago. Right, yes. Um, So, you know, at least the running game showed up a little bit. So... I mean, the bar's low, all right? Connor, like, that's what, like what looking say? in we your need, fridge. We need to treat this like sports authority when they go out of business, and it's just everything must go. Connor, yeah, that's, like, that's like looking at your fridge at two things of spoiled milk going, this one's actually less spoiled than yes, the other one, yes, so I'm going to drink it is. that one. Would you, rather, would, you rather drink the, would you rather drink the more I'm not going to drink either of them because they're spoiled. <laughs> they're right. not good. It's yeah, not something you enough. should ever consider even It's fair enough. About. I think we can at least say this, right? We can all be hopeful and I guess reasonably confident that neither Drew Locke nor Teddy Bridgewater will be the starting quarterback for the Broncos next year. At least I so freaking we, hope not. We have please, not, we have not had a receiver score or excuse me, not score. We have not had a receiver have more than a hundred yards in reception, recep- receiving yards since October 10th against Pittsburgh. Oof. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's rough. Oof. It's and rough. no amount of sidestepping and apologizing and all that we know Teddy's not the answer. The The only takeaway from this season for me, even with the limited games, we know Locke is not the guy. You know what is a great thing that we're going to be able to kind of hang our hat on come, uh, what, what will that be, the like the 9th or the 10th of January, is all the rest of the teams playing in Colorado are winning sports teams. Let's go. Oh, finally, right? We can stop focusing on the treachery, the terrible play of the Broncos week in and week out. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of those other sports teams, maybe we should talk about it because yeah, I think uh, we should. You know, and, these Broncos are just depressing and at, one, at a certain point. One team that we have all self-acknowledged that we don't follow the abs as much, and I think our audience as well doesn't follow the abs as much as they probably deserve to be followed. This is a very Agreed. good team. They're playing great right now so far this year, and so I thought it'd be fun to challenge the two of you guys on how well you know your Avalanche roster, okay? So what oh, I have God. here is a list of six names, okay? Some of these guys, they're, they're all NHL players, okay? Every single one of these guys plays in the NHL. What you guys need to tell me is, do they play for the Avalanche or do they play for another team? Okay. Tough. Perfect. So we're going to get to know how well you know this Avalanche roster. Okay. So we're not going to do like a who answers first wins. You guys will both get a chance to answer on each question. The only thing will be is if we come down to the last one and it's tied, then it'll be the first one to answer correctly. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So the first name on this list. Wait, wait, so who? So we're taking turns. No, You're, we're just gonna no, just no. go for it. Just go for it. Just Got go it. for it. You guys right. both can say what what you think. Yes or no? Okay. Yes, they play for the Avalanche, or no, they don't play for the Avalanche. Okay. okay. All right. Andre Burakovsky. Avalanche. He says Avalanche. Yeah, Avalanche. Yes, you are correct. He is a defenseman for the Avalanche. This might be easier than that I was thought. Definitely I think you easier. guys might know more of these guys than I thought. <laughs> I tried to dig deep, but like not too deep where I'm like, I don't even know if this guy is actually on their roster or not. I'm not sure. You know, because they have the minor leagues and stuff like yeah. that. So we'll see. This is either going to be an epic failure or a really fun segment here. Okay? So, just, so just to clarify, if somebody goes first, right, the other person just has the opportunity to come in and agree or disagree. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You guys right. both, so you guys right. both just got one. Then, right, okay. Good, good, I'm good, just going to hold it Nathan up. I'm not writing McKinnon. it. McKinnon. 
No. <laughs> the Oilers. <laughs> Alexander Barkov. Mm, I'm going to say not. It's Avalanche. Not an Avalanche oh, player. He is oh, a center oh. for the Florida Panthers. Go. I didn't know he played for the Panthers, though. Yeah, it's okay. I won't, I won't hold Bonus you to that. Bonus points. True. Mm. Tyson Berry. Oh, Avalanche. Avalanche. No! no I, I, I don't know if he was traded or left in free agency oh, last year. No. He is no longer is, part of the bad. Avalanche. Okay, fine. so Soaps <laughs> is still up two to one here. This is why we bring in our Avalanche experts. Correct. <laughs> I had to have. I had to get help from Tyler Walji on this one. Okay, Valeri Nachuski. Oh, that's Avs. Yeah, <laughs> you are both correct. I that should, is. I abs. should pretend like I'm less confident so that Nick, <laughs> yeah. Nick can't me. I was gonna say yeah either way. Uh, oh, he okay. is a right winger for the Colorado yep. Avalanche. Mm. Okay. God, some of these are so hard, and I practiced them before the show. I'm like, now nah, I don't even remember. I should. I should have done them phonetically instead of writing them out how their names spelled. Andre Vasilevsky. Um, I will say no. No. You guys are both correct on no, that's that. That's how one. we do he it. He is the goalie or a goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know if he's their starter. It's the not. defenseman that I struggle with, to okay. be totally honest. Okay. So now we are sitting here. Soaps oh four, oh Connor three. This is the last question. So this is now a hot round. The hot. first one to answer correctly wins. Okay. Logan O'Connor. No, on the, on the no, 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 yes, 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 nope, nope, no. Nope. Connor's right with the abs. Oh shit! Yes. Now that makes you tied. Yeah, we're tied. We need, we need a, we need a. Okay, last hang one. on, hang on, hang on. I got, I got the list up here. So give me a second. If I'd known this was like a true game, I would have got the game show music going. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I think this is showing. This is, this is why we bring on uh, subject matter this experts is why. This to, is why. Uh, to talk the abs. It's okay. I got to dig up one more name. I like here. that Barry one. I, you know, I thought I'd get you guys in that one. Okay, 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 okay. I got it here. I got it here. And again, fastest first one to answer. Okay, perfect. Jack Johnson. Avalanche. Yeah, it's Avalanche. <laughs> that was you easy. guys are pretty fucking close. I'll give it. That's. Oh. Woo! Boom! Yeah. So that was the one I was going to put in there to begin with, and I didn't think I thought you guys would think overthink it. Jack Johnson. What? Jack Johnson? You no. know, I'd like to thank my family. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd like to thank Nick for being slightly slower than me. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. fair. That's good. I'd like to thank Jared for uh, you know coming up with this game. Thank you. Thank you. Do you guys feel more educated about your avalanche roster now? Now you know that Andre Barakovsky, uh, Valeri, it's not Valerie. That's why he, Tyler had to correct me. It's Valeri Nachuskin. I thought it was Valerie. Oh, that's not what Connor or Mm. what uh, Tyler says. Mm. And then Logan O'Connor are all members of your avalanche. So make sure you guys are out there. I knew knew Logan O'Connor because that's my name. Yeah, I didn't know that. There's also a Connor Timmons. He actually spells it the same way that you do too, Connor. Believe yeah, it so, or not. So Although you've payments. missed a ladder on yours. Yeah. You're missing that first O. Mm. What? O'Connor? Logan O'Connor? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. There you go. I know. Here we go. All right. All right. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Wow. That uh, that started out hot, and then it really tailed off at the end of that segment there. We Correct. Really, I, next time, I will come with a uh, tiebreaker, okay? I Perfect. Will. Hey, we're all getting better. This is, this is the new year, new us, new show, right? Getting better. <laughs> you guys looking at me like I'm psychotic. <laughs> well, that's how I felt about my jokes last week when they weren't hitting. So it's your turn. You know what I mean? <laughs> my turn. My turn. Okay. You guys saw the video. Yes. The video. The video. The video. Oh, the video. Not Everyone the, not the, no, not no the vid. About. Not the vid. But the video. 
The windmill. Oh, Jamal Murray. Jamal. Dunk. It wasn't just like a, a Carmelo Anthony soft dunk. <laughs> I love that you say Carmelo Anthony because that was like his signature dunk. He, yeah. just, he went up and just kind of like tapped it in. Soft. He doesn't like to no. use his hands like This was it. a windmill like in the air, elevating, throwing so This was down. like a Nikola Jokic dunk. I was going to say Aaron Gordon. <laughs> no, I was going to go Aaron Gordon. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was nice. It was really nice. Does Anyone that, out there hasn't seen it, you got to go look this does up. Does that alter your feelings at all about how ready he is to come back? No. Not really. Right, because no. it's easy. I mean, oh, let's, let's back by a little bit. It's pretty it's easy to windmill. It's not easy to do a windmill dunk on a 10-foot hoop. I can't <laughs> even, like, barely hit the net on a 10-foot hoop. Yeah, that's so, good. Uh, but it's a lot easier to do that than even, let's say, play defense against a quick point guard. I mean, right? Because you're having to do the back and forth and you're pushing yeah, no off of those knees you and know, things like that. It's a good sign, though. It's a, I mean, it's a good sign. It shows that his, uh, his, his recovery seems to be on track, right? I mean, you wouldn't be doing those things if you're having setbacks at this point, right? Um, but the reason I say no is because, you know, you kind of would have anticipated that sometime between January and February, he'd be able to be doing stuff like that. I mean, that, that would be like the, the unofficial expected timeline, right? And just to your point, Jared... Um, what you really want to watch for, we, what, what, what will really tell us, right? The, uh, it's, otherwise, it's just a guessing game until we kind of get to, is he cleared for basketball activities uh, against opponents, right? So once that happens, once he's allowed to start practicing against, uh, against teammates, against other people, right? When he's allowed to actually go, like you said, against somebody, um, then you're probably looking at a four to six week out type time frame at, at the earliest, right? Um, I still think, I still think, it's not bad news that he's doing that we're seeing this this uh, leaps in his recovery, uh, but I still would put him at a kind of a end of February. I, I was gonna say okay. I March. was gonna say over under March first. Uh, I would say if mm. past March first. Okay, what, what if we say over under April first? Him playing a game in the NBA. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go under that. You guys would go under. So you're putting March. I, I, I would I guess say March. I, I think afterwards. He, I'm saying over as well. Here's my reason. Uh, Nuggets are 18 and 17, currently fifth. In the Western Conference, there is no reason to rush him back. I'm a huge Jokic fan, obviously, but to Connor's point, uh, with the rash of injuries that they've had, just crippling the team, they still managed to figure out a way to win. West isn't weak by any means, but there's a very clear top tier of four to five teams, and Nuggets, in my opinion, are... Between like four and six, three teams. Fine, whatever. Yeah, but like the top four or five, six teams, they're hanging in there. Jokic is doing his thing. Uh, I I I read and I haven't seen the video, but apparently Michael Porter Jr. was getting shots up. Not that he's going to be back, but um, he was looking pretty good. Uh, I I actually didn't see that, Nick, but that's pretty awesome. I I did see him moving around pretty well on the bench, which is an improvement. You know, just kind of running around, congratulating people, stuff like that. It was good to see him up and moving too. See, I'm like so scared right now because I literally <laughs> tried to lift like something that was like 40 pounds and my back is just like <laughs> shot. And I'm like, no, 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 take it easy, bro. Take it easy. I it just, he scares me. He scares me. Yeah. And, and Nuggets are shooting over 37% from three point line in the past 10 games playing really well. Seems like the team is really starting to gel with kind of getting over that injury hump guys are settling into their roles. So it's uh, for me, I think the longer the nuggets in my opinion will at, at worst 
be a six, seven seed, no play in game. And then at which point there's no, and there's no need to rush Jamal back. No, but it would be nice to get that fourth seed home field advantage or home court advantage for what the fourth straight season. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool to keep that streak going. Um, but to your, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I agree. There's no, there's no particular reason. To nuggets aren't, an, nuggets aren't an eight seed, like battling for a playoff. Right. Spot. There's when no, right. do the playoffs start in regular seasons? You know, I'm not I'm sure. So what, like, I forget now because it's been so many years I want to say funky season. I want to say end of April, early May. I, th- I, I want to even argue like end of April uh, because the, the championships are always like end of June. But so, with with COVID, I'm I'm all yeah. I'm all twisted. I think if you're if you intend to have Jamal Murray back for the playoffs, I think an ideal scenario is he is on the court for two to four weeks before the playoffs. Right? You don't want him just showing up and seeing how it goes. You know, first game of the, the postseason. Right? No. Yeah. Of, co- of course not. And it's going to take him some time. They're going to ease him into it right they're not just gonna he's not gonna come in and start playing 30 minutes a game like that's just not gonna happen. well and you can tell the nuggets are still all in they are rumors that they are trying to upgrade the wing position trade deadline is february 10th so we'll be interesting to see what if any moves they make to to sort of you know who they should reach out to red bull red bull gives you wings oh god Oh, come on. That one was good. That's tough. Oh. That is tough. Wow. I don't think I, I didn't get it. It went right over my head. You said they're looking for wings. And I said, oh. reach out to Red Bull. Ooh, or That's maybe, a dad joke. That's right up your alley. You know, maybe uh, maybe Buffalo Wild Wings. Drop that on uh-huh. Marley tonight. I guarantee uh-huh. you she laughs. Look I at the eye roll. You. Which way for the, the Marley eye roll? I know. I yeah. know. Well, I, I think... Uh, it will be good to see him back, okay? Because because I know Jared, you kind of have this belief. We've we've gone back and forth on like this kind of philosophy that you're just like, hey, I don't even want to see you play this year. I, I just want if you, you to ain't sit, first, you know? you're last. But see, I think it's a great look and good news. It if he uh if he when he comes back because that just tells you like I I I strongly I have faith in the Nuggets organization as a whole that they're not going to throw Jamal Murray out there if he's not ready to go out there. This is the same team that had Michael Porter Jr playing at the beginning of the season. I just I just want <laughs> oh, to I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Did uh, did anybody watch this Jamal Murray clip and feel like it was like that first trailer for a movie where they don't really show you anything but they show you enough that you're like, "Oh, this is going to be so sick. That's how I felt about Tiger Woods. Yeah. When he like, was we're going to keep getting, like, once a month clips from Jamal Murray about his progress. The clip I really want to see is, I don't even remember, was it, what, what, the, what was the sprints you did at the end of practice where you went to uh, the suicide? Free, suicide. Yeah. That's what I want to see him do. He shows me he can do suicides and stop suicide. and go. Yeah. Four liners. Four liners. That's when I know that he's ready for for basketball. I do think this is my expert medical opinion <laughs> on that. I do feel like if the Nuggets can stay somewhat healthy in regards to where they're at, Jamal comes back and isn't absolutely horrible, which is kind of a cause for concern. But if they're able to to come back, not saying they could win it all, but definitely could be more competitive than last year. Oh, sure. I, I'll definitely put it this way: I don't think if you have Jamal Jamal Murray in any capacity coming back into the rolling into the playoffs, you're not going to want to play the Nuggets. You're you're not going to be excited as like a three seed playing the Nuggets in the first round of the Correct. playoffs. So um, isn't this very telling what you guys just said right there, which I agree with, by the way, that that the Nuggets, if Murray is back at, say, 80 to 90 percent of his normal abilities and he is capable of, of taking this Nuggets team to a level that they weren't even close to last year. Isn't that telling that maybe this deal that they gave to Michael Porter Jr. is questionable regardless of the injury? If a team no. with MPJ and Jokic are nowhere near where the team with Jokic and Murray are, 
I'm just crazy with that thought. No, I mean, you had to pay him. You just had to pay him. The the Nuggets aren't an organization that's in a position to just let a guy like Porter walk. You know what I mean? Um, They're not going to, they don't attract free agents. You know, they're not, uh, even with Nikola Jokic here, it's not like we're having free agents line up the door to come pay for a max deal here with the Nuggets. So you kind of just have to pay him. So no, I I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, It will be, it'll be great to see though, uh, Jamal Murray coming back. We're, we're all looking forward to it. I think, um, you, you know, it'll, it'll be good to see this Douglas team right now is super depleted. <laughs> I mean, they had like eight guys available on the roster a few nights ago. Um, but, you know, it, and it'll be good to see guys like Facundo Camposo uh, kind of decrease their role a little bit. Although Facundo Camposo has been actually playing really well for these, these Denver Nuggets. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. Mentioned Facundo Campasso. He was almost taken out of the rotation. You know this, Jared? He's ta- he almost taken out of the rotation. A lot uh, of people, a lot of us were calling for it. I have right, to put right. myself in that boat. So, so about it was, it was 19 games ago. He was almost removed from the rotation. But since that date, since November 19th versus Chicago, in a span of 19 games, the five foot nine point guard has recorded twelve blocked shots, Whoa. which is second on the Nuggets behind Jeff Green's thirteen. On the season, Facundo Campazzo now leads the Nuggets in total deflections with seventy five for the whole season. He has eight, uh, or I'm sorry. So since since that November nineteenth date, Campazzo ranks seventh in the entire NBA in total deflections with 56 and he's only trailing uh, all defensive team contenders like Drew Holiday, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, well, uh, Nick, you can help me with this. Um, is it Matisse Thibault? That's is that yep. how you pronounce his name. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, great defender and the, um, you know, Herbert Jones and then Kelly Oubre of all people actually. So uh, yeah, Facundo Campasso has been playing really, really good over these last 19 games or so. Um, you know what do you what do you think about Facundo Campasso, Nick? How, he's how, how he's you getting a lot. Of, he's getting a lot of play time. He's just one of those energy guys. He's he's kind of like a Earl Boykins type, not in the sense of like what he provides, but he's a guy the that you anti Earl Boykins. He's a guy that you just expect to go in, heat up the team. He can lose. He can lose down. He can lose you a game. He can win you a game. I I don't know. I don't know if that's a. He's a good fit for the Nuggets. I don't know if it's a guy long term that will help you win a championship, but he, he's little. He no, no. Kinda, see, I think he's, he's a guy little. you keep on his roster if you want to go win a championship because you want him as your last guy on the bench, right? Because he comes in and this man can absolutely <laughs> be a performer for you in a key moment. Okay, those Europeans, I'm telling you, that's uh, and, and you know he's uh, as much as we've ripped him early on in the season for his just horrendous shooting. Right, the guy's actually shooting the ball pretty well now. Uh, you know, I have his. Uh, I think he's bonus, bonus stat for you here, Nick. Um, so on the season, right? This includes when he was playing pretty bad. Uh, so on the season, Campasso's per 36 minute numbers are 11 points, six assists, three rebounds, two uh, over two, three points made shooting like 38%, I think from three yeah, uh, and close. two and two steals. So, I mean, he is providing... You he's know, definitely what we need. How about that? Yeah, he's... You know, I got to give credit. We, we were ripping on him on this show, you know, a, a month back or so, right? But he has really turned it on, and uh, it seems to be 
Saints have been playing really well from the night. It's I will say this: it is ex- it is fun to watch this guy play right now because he's he's kind of feeling himself right now. I, I I like what Facundo brings, and you know, you always say I like him just because of his name. But uh, you just dropped it like fifteen <laughs> yeah. times. I think that it's pretty obvious. perfectly said every time too. There you go. That was a good stack, Connor. Yeah, all right. So you're getting so smooth at dropping them in, too. You're just, <laughs> you're so just, I had to bring that one back around a little ooh, bit. I yeah. know you did because I, I steered it in a totally different... Yeah, so yeah, for the up. audience <laughs> out there, Connor likes to keep us on our, us, our toes, too, so we don't know his exact stat coming into it. He just gives us sort of a, hey, I'm going to drop it in this segment. So sometimes he's going for it, and we take a total yeah, left I'll turn. I'll be like steering the conversation subtly towards <laughs> where I want to go, and then Gerald will just drop in this question about like... Michael Porter Jr. and I'm just like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, I'm pretty good at that. We were too. talking about before. I'm pretty you know? good at that too. I start listening to myself in my own head and then come up with different thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's not good for a podcast. Yeah. So, so I think it's fair to say that Facundo, is Facundo, probably not going to be in the MVP race. Do we all agree? Yeah, yeah it's not okay. going to be in the MVP okay. race. Maybe, um, yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, lately with my sports betting, um, I've struggled. Okay, guys, let's just be honest. It's, Preach. It's, Preach. It's been a rough uh, last month or so, and I was sitting with For all of us, uh, like $5 left in my account, and I don't know why I always like to drain the account before I reload into it, you know, because you never know. What if you take that 5 bucks and you win a bet and you win a bet and you win a bet? Exactly how so I feel I'm, at the blackjack table. I'm trying. Yes, exactly, right? I'm trying to maximize my bets and i thought well you know my man Jokic is having a killer season and i'm curious to know what his odds are for the mvp and he's not that far down on the list he's he's ranked as the fourth highest which is not all that surprising this is a good again according to DraftKings sportsbook okay we got can i guess the three before him? yes you can guess the three before him. i bet you nail all three of them and you got to give them to me I in, bet correct you at least in the correct order number one uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry at plus 120. Okay. Number and two. for those out there who are not sports bettors, what that, uh, t- tell us what that means, Connor. It uh, means you you bet 100 to win 120, So, but it's more of a ratio thing. Right. So you could bet $10 to win $12. Right, exactly. So it's it's the higher the Can number on a right plus. On oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> if you're given a plus, the higher the number means the more money you would make for every dollar or $10 or $100. in. So plus 120, Steph Curry, number one. Correct. Okay, number two, uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant at plus 240. Wow, so see, this is the one I might miss. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... It's obvious when we say Giannis and Tetacopo. Yes, and you, I knew you were going to go there just based on the name. Antetokounmpo. When you write it, by the way, yeah, it does not look like that. Very Greek, for whatever reason. Very weird. He is... Greek. I know. Yeah. I'm like, wait, Sarcasm. did I miss something? <laughs> Sarcasm. Sorry. Uh, and Giannis is at plus 750. So there's a huge gap. Plus 120, plus 240. And then in third, Giannis with plus 750. Nikola Jokic is at number four. Can you guys guess what his odds are? I know what it is, so I shouldn't uh, say. So I'll guess, I'll guess uh, plus 950. Uh, wrong. Over. It's over that. Oh, okay. Plus 1,200? More. Over. Plus 1,600? Plus 1,600 for Nikola Jokic. And... I mean, that's fair. So... Sadly. Jared throws $5. I'm like, yeah, I can't bet that fast enough, man. You know? So I got five bucks on Nikola Jokic. I, uh, MVP. I actually won... 
Uh, I put $100 on Nikola Jokic winning MVP well, last year. Well, not all of us have $100 yeah, in floating Connor, cash, Connor. Yeah, yeah. Some of us have $5. I got it, at, uh, I got it in the first make. week of the season last last year for plus 900 I really wish it was plus 1600 The that only cool nice. one I have, and it's not basketball related, but about six weeks in, I was just really feeling the Rodgers love through 30 bucks at plus 700 So feeling good about that. Yeah. yeah, feeling good. I think he's the odds-on favorite. Yeah, I, would I think guess so, right yeah. Now. I would guess he is. But anyways, so, I hate to tangent, but with that said... Jokic kind of right where he's supposed to be at. Tough to give a team. It's that's, tough to give a team that's fifth, fifth, sixth seed. Curry's playing out of his it's mind. It's only happened Katie. one time. It's only happened one time, and they were an eight seed. It's only happened one time where a team lower than a fourth seed had the MVP. I think a back-to-back MVPs only happened like three or four times. I think oh, Shaq, and, then, and then you got Nat, that going for him. Shaq, too, yeah. Nash, and I want to say. I would argue MJ and then maybe some from 70s, 80s. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter in all reality who is after Steph Curry because, like, give him the award now. Well, at the end of the day, too, having an MVP in Denver is dope. What what did you say you got the odds on Aaron Rodgers? Do you remember? Plus 700. He is currently minus 400. Perfect. Love that. Perfect. I love that for you. Looking good. It's just a really good look for you. Can't wait to lose it in a couple weeks. It's a much better look than your hat. Oh. Uh I don't know. See, I love that hat. The old school Broncos hat? Broncos hat. I actually like it too. I just can't wear white things. I just can't. (laughs) Anything white, it's it's not white after like two times. I'm one of those those sports fans that I'll I'll wallow in self-pity, but I will rock a Colorado Rockies hat everywhere and anywhere oh yeah this is my squad yeah why not i mean of course you, you, you have to also i don't know what it is about wearing broncos gear particularly but you wear that out and you get reactions from people everywhere you go good bad ugly you get reactions yeah i will say i think in terms of where Jokic ranks on that list i think it's fair uh specifically because hate it or love it right um, it really, really matters what seed you're in. Now, I've said we, we've we've talked about it on this show. Jokic is having a, a historic season. I mean, he's having, you know, he's on pace to potentially have arguably the best offensive season by any player ever. Like, you, you know, you can make that argument, and, and it's fantastic. I agree. I, I second Nick saying it's dope that uh, that we get to watch <laughs> the MVP. You know what? And he got I better. Will and not, he's better. I year. will not take it for granted. I, w- I will not. The fact that we get to watch on a very you know personal level, like we get to watch every game for our team with the MVP on it, and arguably the best player in the world for basketball. I will not take that for granted, man. I am. I am like determined to be conscious of it every time I watch that man play because this is special. It is incredible watching this guy play, and he absolutely deserves to be talked about as an MVP, even as a four fifth seed. But the reality is the, the nuggets are going to end up somewhere between four and six. Right. And, and, and he already got the MVP last year. You're going to have voter fatigue. Then you got someone like Steph Curry. So the other thing that's going against Jokic, other than voter fatigue and the, the seeding of team success is that the narrative, right? right? In a year where Steph Curry broke the all-time three-point record, it just feels like it's it's almost a foregone conclusion. It's got to be Steph, barring any sort of like late-season fall-off-a-cliff mode or injury, of course, right? Injury. And even if he got injured at this point, yeah. I'm not sure he does I, I, I think if he goes down now, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we're less than halfway into the season. But yeah, I mean, if we're talking... Of course, we don't wish for anyone to get right, hurt. Right. If we're but, talking March, anytime after that, I, yeah, I, I think just, he's a lock. And, and it doesn't hurt that they're also the number one seed right, right exactly so i feel like uh this year it's just it's too much going for it uh 
for for Steph. I I mean, honestly, I can't see it being anybody but Steph Curry because that narrative is just too strong this year. So you know who's a little bit further down on that MVP list? LeBron James. LeBron. <laughs> LeBron James. Plus, oh, you guys want to guess? Is he a top nine? Plus uh, 3,000. Yeah, he is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Plus 3,000. Actually 3, tied for sixth. Tied for sixth. Uh, over. Four. It's over that. 4,500. He's plus 4,000. 4,000. So after Jokic, it goes DeMar DeRozan at plus 2,800, and then Joel Embiid and LeBron James at plus 4,000. Yeah. So if we're being honest, LeBron, if you're, I should have probably bet LeBron because if there's a long shot that, it, like, if the Lakers were to find themselves as a top two seed, all of a sudden LeBron throw is your back. throw your five dollars on it. I already did though. All right, well now out. now time for the deposit. <laughs> I know, but then that's <laughs> now where, is like, deposit time. Yeah, they make it so easy. They really big do. green God. button to deposit. When, when you want to withdraw, you gotta like search Four for steps. it. I know you guys remember yeah. back in the day, and I don't even know if this uh, is allowed to be said on air, but like when you had to do the <laughs> offshore betting, Bavada. You just like pretty much just like bank on never pulling money out. Because I'll get I'll get a check lost. in eight to ten weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's never yeah. coming. Yeah, it is easier than that. I will say that. That's literally the only reason I ever got into Bitcoin is because they stopped taking American money. <laughs> and uh, that's I, funny. I wish that I would have just left ah, my money yeah. in the Bitcoin and not put it into Bavada because did not do as well. <laughs> Things did not end up well for you. Yeah, apparently I don't know. Stock went up in <laughs> Bitcoin. I don't know if you guys heard that in the last like five years. So weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's a well, weird thing. To me. Weird thing, you know. Uh, I don't know why I get so much satisfaction out of the Lakers and and uh, uh, LeBron struggling. I actually like LeBron. I have no problem with LeBron. I don't like LeBron as a person and uh, what he does off the court. But like, what's well, the super team thing, right? You just don't like when people force their way. It's the same reason I was really loving the Rams this year, and then uh, Odell Beckham just forces his way to the Rams. I hate that. Okay, you Make guys ready to agree with me, by the way, on no. our conversation from last week no. so, so, about Matt Stafford? No, no, yeah, get out no, of here. Didn't look good. I'm not okay. even close to it. Nick says something. I got to ask you this now, Nick. So do you have, do you have that same kind of vitriol or hate towards teams that are super teams, but they were built through like the draft as you do with someone that goes and joins somebody else? No, but I will say with a caveat, I don't like when teams like uh, when Melo forced his trade to New York. If you're going to go do it in the offseason, don't do it midseason. Don't do it where you're not you're just not going to play or hey, I, I you know, Melo, I've got to go to New York. I've got I won't go to any other team. Make it happen. See, I, I think what you're bringing up, Connor, is two totally different scenarios. You know, like, that's what I'm asking. That's I, literally like it is the way teams have been built over the years. That's I, I guess there's a certain appreciation for the work that goes into it, a team of guys coming together, maybe elevating each other's play, instead of just being like, oh, this sucks, I'm not winning. Better go to the best team and then you know go play with the other best player and then here you go. I, I don't know. I think there's a certain level of... Uh, so you're a big... Uh, you're a big uh, San Antonio Spurs uh, dynasty yeah, fan. Yeah, they huh? were awesome. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I always hated this. No, I know. That's why I'm saying this. I'm but saying this to you. Manage but this. okay, okay. Well, let's backpedal, though, because <laughs> I was also like 14 years old when that team was dominant, and they dominated the Nuggets year after year after year. So it was more of like a rivalry thing that I didn't like. I, I never had anything personally against them. I always liked uh, Popovich, you know. And, 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 and likewise, you were very against... Um, well, I guess not. So, you were. How did you feel about when Kobe and Shaq were were on a team together? Never, never liked Kobe and Shaq. I I always liked Shaq when he was, was with awesome. Orlando, but <laughs> right? I I so hated why why the did you not have those negative feelings with? Because we were twelve years old. Correct. 
Okay. It's different. Well, Fair it's enough. not even that different, but I think, um, I don't, I, I'd, I'd have to even look back, but I didn't feel that way. I, I feel that way more now because it's more of like the player empowerment. But if you're, if you're with a team and you're trying to make something happen, it's more like the ODB type players where I just, if you're going to whine and complain, yeah, we all know Baker is not even close to Matt Stafford. But with that said, I hate when people force their way. Wait till the they, offseason, Baker man. looked pretty bad this weekend, oh, too, tough. didn't he? It was... That was what do you have, like 10 straight incompletions? That was all over ESPN. Well, and it's his body language. That's a little bit of the... And if you're that hurt... So, you, did you hear what he said after the game? He was like, yeah, I gave it my all, and you know, I'm just I'm, I'm a warrior, and, and, and I'm really proud of how I played. Dude, if you're that hurt, set out. See, what? I, I actually hope, think there's hope. something Baker, to it. I think the there's something well, to that, because so many guys talk about like playing through injury. They just want to be there for the team. If you're thought was truly being there for your team do you think the guy behind you is so bad that you at like a 50 to 60 percent are better than this guy i think what's best for your team is a fully healthy player that's not limited now there's certain players no, jared, that jared, are you're talking about your boo baker mayfield here okay? baker, baker the former touchdown you know, and yeah. mark my words baker mayfield <laughs> oh, will no. get a fat contract no this he will not watch it Okay, okay. I guess. Next, next offseason. I guess it'd be next uh, offseason. Well, what are they going to do? They'll pick up his fifth-year option. No, they already did that. They did that. Yep. Yeah. So next year's a prove-it year. Ah, that makes me sick. And Stefanski's not going anywhere, so that, that team's, I think, staying together. I don't know. It's an interesting it, one. It is. All right, I have one last question for you on this, and then I swear I'll move off this topic, all right? All right, I'm ready. All right. If the Nuggets somehow were to... Uh, let's just say the Nuggets somehow were to trade Michael Porter Jr., right, um, for someone like a Bradley Beal and somebody else or whatever, and we, we built our own super team by making a trade and we get somebody in here that's, a, that's an all-star, right? Would you have that same kind of like, oh, man, the Nuggets shouldn't be doing that. I really don't appreciate these super teams. Is Bradley Beal politi- uh, publicly requesting out of the yes. Wizards and forcing yes. in yes. this situation? Yes, in this situation. He's publicly requesting out of the Wizards and the Nuggets. Is he saying, is he saying that the Nuggets are the only p- team he wants to play for? Sure, yeah. He says he wants to play with Nicole Jokic. Then, yeah, I wouldn't like it. Yeah, no. Okay. You know what? All I right. have no problem with it. You know why? Because <laughs> I'm a homer, and I don't <laughs> really right, care. Well, right. I'm going to complain about everyone else Connor's around making it. up things that well, don't Well, Nick's exist. just saying Shaquille O'Neal should have never left Orlando because he doesn't like when, have, when players have, leave. He and Penny had something going. Well, he won three rings. I, I just, know. you know what? I just think that there's so. My whole point here is that I think there's so much said about these. People get so mad at these super teams, and we have literally seen this in the NBA for like the past forty years, dude. Like, I granted, I get that it's to a different level nowadays, okay? But we have seen people want to go leave and go play with other people. Like that has happened. I just don't think it should be that easy to win a championship. How about that? Okay. And and Nuggets are a mid market team. So I'm a little, you know, if I was a New York fan, I'd be like all about it. But the Nuggets struggle. The Broncos seem to be a destination, but Nuggets struggle to get players. And so it's just, you know. Well, Nick, welcome to the NBA. (laughs) Seriously. uh, That's honestly over the years. We did get Allen Iverson, which was sweet. Uh, it's always been my frustration. <laughs> which is, is totally cool. <laughs> which I loved. Which wait, I loved everything wait, wait, about that, and so I would 10 out of 10 do it again. It was good. Awesome. Uh, you, you actually are right. That's. I mean, the Nuggets weren't quite a super team at that point, but they definitely orchestrated and built that team. Yeah, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, like, yeah, everyone everyone wants to talk about how much they hate those super teams, but when it really happens to your team, you like it. So yeah. I think it's really just jealousy. Speaking. You hate it when I you're a mid-market <laughs> team because you it's know like, you I have can't do it. us because they ain't us. They, yep, Ooh, there it is. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, guys, that's all I have for you today. Unless we want to take this topic any further, I think it's time to wrap this Connor's show up. Connor's grilled me enough. 
<laughs> Happy <laughs> New Year 2022. Yeah. Here's to hoping things go a little bit better this year for everyone out there. Hey, big, big game for the Broncos, the okay? This is a game where I could see us winning 13 to 9, 16 oh, to God, 10. Please, just stop. God, it. 16th That's pick. totally what's going to happen. Yeah. That's totally what's going to happen. They're going to go win this game. Why? Why did you do that to us? I know. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out next week or find us on Twitter at Red Rock Sports One. For Nick and Connor, I'm Jared. Have a great week.